the most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We Shucky Ducky is the man for me. Oh, Shucky Ducky was a way for me to say, I am thrilled to be here. Why not just say that? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show from KRMG in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> and yes, we're going to tell you the truth and give you the facts and yes we are going to say oh shucky ducky breaking news breaking news every day with herman kane and the most connected man in washington jamie dupree hello jamie i understand you're not in washington today that's right herman first off say hello to all my uh, uh, great listening friends out there in tulsa oklahoma great radio station great people out there always love to be there i remember you and i were there a couple of years ago for an event which was a lot of fun but right now no i'm not in dc i am actually in a very historic venue in exeter new hampshire the exeter town hall where we're waiting right now for donald trump to come in and address the crowd this is not a trumpian venue herman if they could get 200 people, 250 people in here. I think they'd be surprised. It's a very small kind of place, but there's not that many huge rally spaces here in New Hampshire. So Trump meeting with voters today, having a rally here, and then one in Portsmouth later on tonight. Uh, and then doing Herman some un-Trump... Donald Trump, who has never been one for retail kind of politicking stops. By that, I mean going into diners, you know, shaking hands, stopping off at the local fire station and stuff like that. But today, Trump is going to meet with local business leaders here in Exeter, New Hampshire, and then stop by the police department in Manchester on the shift change to meet with police. That is a totally out of the ordinary kind of thing for Trump to do. And I can only suspect that they are doing it as an effort to sort of do something different here in New Hampshire and try to connect with the voter on a personal level. Maybe the thought being that the big rallies aren't the answer in a state like here in New Hampshire, Herman. Speaking of that, have you seen any indication that they are taking this ground game issue more seriously, like you said, because that was one of the big negatives of what happened in Iowa. Have you seen or heard any indication that they get it relative to the importance of the ground game? Well, if they get it, they only have a few days in which to change and to get it even more. I saw a story last night that said that the Trump people in New Hampshire had asked for extra money and extra staff, and they hadn't really gotten it. Um, you know, this is a little different, though, than Iowa, where, you know, it's, it's hard to double organize really big in both Iowa and New Hampshire. This state is just a little different. Trump, obviously, still with strong appeal. Now, when I got here last night... Uh, I went right to a Ted Cruz event down in Nashua in the southern part of the state. And Cruz and Trump, of course, yesterday were locked in this battle of words about whether or not Cruz had done some election misdeeds in Iowa. Trump even calling for a re-vote of the Iowa caucus. It was really interesting, Herman, to go to the Cruz event last night because he didn't uh, avoid this subject at all. He openly and repeatedly mocked and skewered Trump. And the crowd ate it up. They loved it. They were cheering, they screaming, and just t thoroughly enjoyed when Cruz was giving it back to Trump. So while those two are locked in that war of words, 
I wonder if others might be able to get a little more notice from the voters. You know, sometimes that does happen where the, the negative back and forth can hurt. Marco Rubio, I went to an event of his down the road in Portsmouth today. He had an okay crowd. It wasn't anything magical or anything like that. But I know his aides are hopeful they can get some of that late Iowa rush here in New Hampshire, Herman. As far as Ben Carson, we got one news report that he had cut his staff in half in the state of New Hampshire. Have you heard that yet? Yeah, remember, and, and a couple weeks ago, remember he had some of his staffers quit up here and they went to work for Ted Cruz. Uh, Carson, in fact, remember the big dust-up involving Trump and Cruz is a lot over uh, the reports on what Carson is doing this week. Carson went home to Florida. He's in D.C. today again, and he's not even supposed to be here in New Hampshire until Saturday. You know, uh, I like to say I coined this a number of elections ago. I'm sure other people have had a similar thing. But the schedule tells a story. And if you're not here in New Hampshire, then you're not really playing in New Hampshire. That's not really what's going on here. So I, I would think that uh, Carson, if the report is true of that he's cut staff, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me one bit, Herman. Realistically, he is not in the mix here in New Hampshire. Otherwise, he'd be here doing events. Now, one report said that he was in D.C. because he's going to be speaking at the prayer breakfast. Will it be? Will he be in the same room at the same time as President Obama? Because he's I supposed to be speaking at the prayer morning, breakfast. Yes, yes. I, I, I think that was going on this morning. I haven't uh, obviously. I've been doing other things, but if he was there, yes. Now, obviously, he can get some media attention there. But I'll have to tell you that the media attention in D.C. doesn't get the same focus up here in New Hampshire just a few days before the primary. So, uh, Carson has not. Hampshire since I believe December the 20th so think about that that's uh, getting on six weeks ago I don't have to think about it long what it says is if you are not even trying to create a presence in New Hampshire you certainly aren't going to do well in South Carolina and you're not going to do well on March 1st when they have you know the Super Tuesday come up so that's not a good goes sign. back to yeah it goes back to my old adage Herman that Every second you do not use, you never get back. Every day you do not use, you never get back. And, uh, you know, look, uh, this, this race is brutal, and it tr spits pe chews people up and spits people out, and we've seen a number of people get out of the race. Obviously, yesterday, Rand Paul and Rick Santorum getting out. Earlier in the week, we had uh, Huckabee and Martin O'Malley on the Democratic side. And, you know, obviously you've got Trump, Cruz, and Rubio up here. And then the added mix that we did not have in Iowa of decent uh, poll numbers for Jeb Bush, for Chris Christie, and John Kasich. The question is, can they keep those poll numbers going and that momentum going to next Tuesday here in uh, New Hampshire? Like I said, I saw Cruz last night. Very big crowd. Very well received. Saw Rubio today to uh, several voters afterward who said they'd come over to Rubio in just the last few weeks. That's what happened in Iowa as well, Herman. Very good. So at the Trump rally, you're saying that it only holds about 200 people or so? Yeah, I mean, this is a it's a it's a great old historic town hall. I mean, this would be in Exeter where you have your town hall meetings and more. I mean, you wouldn't this this is not huge rally size. You'd set up chairs here and have an event like back in November or something like that. It's got a balcony like uh, can go about three people deep maybe up there and then up above me maybe about eight rows or so there's a gigantic line outside I had to park about six seven blocks away and walk in and uh, it took about 30 minutes just to stand in line for the news media I mean I remember being here for a John Huntsman event four years ago and it was packed to the gills so yeah Donald Trump could pack this uh, 40 times over. The problem, like he said in Iowa, he was sort of giving a hard time to the folks in Iowa. I think it was last Sunday in Council Bluffs. He said, you people got to build 
arenas. And there aren't that many bigger arenas here in New Hampshire, and so you've got to deal with the venues that you have. So, yeah, it's a... Uh, I would say looking from the media area up to the stage, there's probably only room for maybe 150 people there. I guess you could put another 150, 200 upstairs. Still, again, I'm not trying to say, Rob, that's not the point. It's just this place can't hold enough people. I normally don't uh, put much credence in endorsements, and you don't either because we've talked about it, but Tim Scott's endorsement of Rubio, have you heard any buzz about that? Yeah, I do think that is a big deal, and I think it's a big deal from the point of view of the entree of what Tim brings. He brings uh, cred with the street cred with the Tea Party, with different uh, portions of the Republican Party, and I, I think boost for Rubio, especially if Rubio is able to dispatch Jeb Bush here and and beat him uh, up here, and and then maybe force him and others to think about getting out of the race. I mean, think about what if. What if uh, Bush, Kasich, and Christie all limped out of here and weren't doing anything and went down to South Carolina? Well, they're effectively not really playing. If you get this down to Trump, Cruz, and Rubio, it becomes a much different race. But again, this is a big week for Rubio because if he cannot finish ahead of a Kasich or ahead of a Christie or a Bush, then that lets those people live on. I mean, if, if I'm running the Bush campaign and I finish ahead of Rubio, darn right I'm going to South Carolina. Uh, so this, you know, this is a big deal here, obviously, and it's one effort. What's interesting, Herman, about Rubio is that in his stump speech and in his answers, he's staying away from the fighting, the infighting with other Republicans. And uh, I, I wonder if people will see that and from others and, and see all the fighting between Trump and Cruz and, and maybe think about where they're going with their vote. I think that is a smart strategy uh, on his part. And the other thing about Tim Scott, uh, Senator Tim Scott from South Carolina, many of y'all may not know, he is also black. I know him. Yes. And he's a very sharp gentleman. He's very smart, very well respected by not only Republicans, but a lot of Democrats respect him. So I think that that's huge in terms of his endorsement of Rubio once they get down in South Carolina. And secondly, in South Carolina, they've got a lot more black voters, period, than obviously in New Hampshire. When I was in New Hampshire, I couldn't find any black people. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one that, reason why a lot of people say that Iowa and New Hampshire should not be the first two states, because really they are overly, uh, overwhelmingly white. Uh, but no, I think the Tim Scott thing, again, I don't ever want to blow endorsements too big, uh, but that gives entree to, and street cred, I think, to Rubio down in the Palmetto State. Now, Jamie, if you see any black people up there, will you call me, please? <laughs> I'm going to hold out I'll, now, uh, you know. Give me a call. I'll tell them that Herman Cain sent them. Okay, that Te sounds good, me, buddy. Send, send me a text, okay? Let me know something going on up there. Well, <laughs> and Jamie, a photo, too. I <laughs> well, Jamie, sounds like, so what are you going to be doing over the next, uh, how long are you going to be in New Hampshire? All the way through the uh, New Hampshire primary? Yeah, I'll be here all the way through the vote. You're absolutely right. And so today, for example, I've already done, I'll do Trump here in a little while. I'll try to get to one more event with somebody else later this afternoon. Then i got to switch gears, watch uh, the debate tonight between Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, which we haven't really talked about. That could be a big, a big deal as well. And then uh, just keep chasing them all weekend long. Remember, it was, it was that kind of thing that sort of gave us the inkling that Rubio was moving in Iowa. We'll have to see what we see on the ground over the next few days here. Many of you all may know that Jamie Dupree is also a big sports fan. So uh, who's your pick on Sunday for the Super Bowl, uh, Jamie? 
You know, I just have felt for a while that Carolina was one of those teams of destiny, Herman, that they just, they're just they making the breaks and doing well. So I don't even know what the line is, uh, but I would say you take Carolina and give the points. That's, that's just sort of my feel from here. I just want a good competitive football game, and I hope nobody gets hurt. Well, Jamie, thanks a lot, my friend, and uh, we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Sounds good. Say hi to everybody and tell us to see you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show 